0: Hey, what's up, guys? Namaste, Facebook, and happy Father's Day to everybody out there who's been celebrating this very special and auspicious day. For those of you who are in the UK, certainly today is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all of you out there, to every single one of you who has a father with you in this life at the moment, who had a father and who perhaps isn't here. And for all of those who perhaps didn't feel that that connection with your father, with your dad was how you wanted it to be, or maybe the way he treated you wasn't the way you wanted it to be. Even then, I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. And you will understand, if you stay with me and be with me on this journey, you will understand why I'm saying that and why there is so much more to celebrate about Father's Day. And those of you who are fathers, you know, absolutely a wonderful, happy birth, happy Father's Day to all of you as well, because you are fathers in the lives of those people around you. And for those of us who perhaps don't have children, we are still fathers in some way to people around us. And that is something we can celebrate. And therefore, this is a day to be honored and celebrated just as much as Mother's Day. And I really stand, those of you guys who know me, you know I stand so much. For, and that's what men empowerment, our men empowerment movement is about, raising our men, raising our brothers to the standard and to the level where they really want to be to raise their game. And so I honor everybody on this special day, Father's Day. So I want to talk a little bit on this special day about some experiences that I've had uh, with my dad. And this is not going to be an easy conversation. I'm going to tell you from the outset, this has been a tough thing. And this is probably a pretty tough thing for me to do. Uh, Those of you who saw my Mother's Day live, which I did about my mom, you'll know what I'm talking about. That was not easy, and this is not going to be easy either. But I feel that if I can share something, my hope for you tuning in right now or watching this as a replay, my hope for you is that if you resonate, if something in here helps you to have an aha moment. Something in here creates a distinction or a different angle or a perspective that helps you to see things, see your father and your relationship with your dad in a different light. If it helps you to heal old wounds, then we have accomplished our mission in this little broadcast here. We've done something good to help you do heal that part of you and also to forgive because forgiveness is a major part of it and also to be a better parent and father or a mother because these skills are universally applicable whether whichever gender that we are and this is my sincere hope for all of you so I want to share a little bit about that so let me start I'm kind of gulping because this is not easy but let me start by talking a little bit about my dad firstly my dad uh, he he's not with me anymore in the physical sense. And I'm going to share a little bit about that story. If my brother catches this on the replay, um, I know he'll feel the emotions that I feel and that I'm going to feel right now in this. Um, my dad uh, left, left this planet, left his body a number of years ago back in 1998. And I lost him under difficult circumstances and it's been a journey it's been a really interesting journey because he was with us for nearly three decades and being with my dad shaped the way I am a lot of the behaviors the characteristics and I want to ask you do you relate to what I'm saying here a lot of the behaviors the characteristics the qualities that we carry are due to our parents that's an obvious statement but what we don't always realize is some of the negative traits and qualities that we've got have been inherited from our parents unwittingly, unknowingly, unconsciously. And they may have passed them on without realizing that they're doing that. And I'm no different. So a little bit about my dad. My father was a simple man. My dad was anybody who knew him knew that he was. He liked the simple things in life. He had no he, – he dressed simply. He drove, He didn't drive a car in the U.K., I drove, but he didn't drive. Um, he drove back uh, in East Africa, but not here. So we came to the UK here in the early seventies. Like many of you tuned in here, you may have come from East Africa to UK. Uh, we left Uganda. My father was born in East Africa. Like many of you tuned in right now, your parents or your parents' parents may come from East Africa. And so my dad was born in East Africa. And My mom and dad hadn't had kids for 17 years. I came along after 17 years of their marriage. And then my younger brother came along three years later. And we have an incredible extended family. So big shout out to all my Fais, my Fais, my aunts, my uncles, that is, my respected elders, who have had a really important part in helping us to be the people that we are. And they were really supportive to us when we came to the UK with literally nothing. And my dad was a simple man. He had very little in terms of anything here. Although we had a successful business back in East Africa, um, here we had very little. So my dad was a simple man, but he was very philosophical. He really liked philosophy. He liked to study. He would like to ask questions about life. And I kind of get my philosophical side, I think, a lot from my dad. That was one of the good things I inherited. Um, he was a people person. And if you can relate to this, maybe you've got a father who's like a real people person. My dad was definitely a people person. He could make friends with strangers of any color, race, religion, or nationality. I think that's why I find it so easy to talk to people. I think part of that, seeing him be that way, uh, I really absorbed that quality. um, And it's kinda credits why I'm able to get on with most people in just a really easy way. So my dad had that really special quality to make people feel good. by giving them some quality time, by conversing with them. Uh, My dad was multi-talented. He was a poet. He would write great poetry. He was a musician. He could play flute and other instruments. I kind of got my musical skills, I guess, watching him when he was young, although he wasn't a formal musician. He used to play and dabble. But there was a thing, there was an undercurrent in my dad's life, ever since as far as I can remember, that made him dissatisfied, that made him uncomfortable, that made him uneasy. And that goes back to when he was maybe kind of my age, he was being a student and he wanted to be a doctor. He always wanted to be a doctor. That was his passion in life. But my granddad put a halt to that. My granddad said, you can't do that. We have a business to run here in East Africa. If you don't pick up this business, our family business will go down the drain. And we cannot do that because that is our living. We had, uh, my dad has three sisters and therefore there was a big family uh, expectancy to look after all of those because they weren't married. My granddad insisted that my dad cannot become a doctor. He had to instead take up the realms of our textile shop and run that business, and that had a profoundly adverse impact on my dad's thinking. My dad, I think he never forgave my granddad for cutting his wings for clipping his wings from stopping him from pursuing his medical career and instead he found himself in this shop having to do mull drudgery boring unfulfilling work selling stuff to make an honest living to look after his amazing sisters my aunts who are incredible human beings and to look after the family and to look after my mom And all of this really placed a lot of pressure on his head. And I think that that shaped him a lot. He became quite remorseful about that. And it started playing out in his life. My dad um, enjoyed drinking. And sometimes my dad would drink a little too much. And this became something that I think I feel that for my dad, and please forgive me if 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 my family are watching, please forgive me. I'm speaking with great authenticity and with heart about my dad. And I mean no harm in what I'm saying. But my dad did drink more than he ought to. And that played out for many, many years. And that just got worse when my mom died. Um, And yet my dad was a brilliant scholar. He was a philosopher. He could outthink so many people. There was this magical side about my dad, the way he could weave words. And yet there was this other side. And that other side started to creep into our daily living. When my mom passed away, I was... I was, 14, I was 13, my brother was younger, and my dad was heartbroken by losing his wife at such a young age, my mom was only 43 when she died, and that really had a profoundly adverse effect again on my dad, because he felt he'd lost his life companion, and for him, turning to habits that could be regarded as obsessions, or habits that are not the most best, they became his friends. Um, he loved spending time kind of going to the bookies. Um, my dad used to smoke. Um, and I'm not making him bad for that. But my dad found outlets that weren't the best and most beneficial for him. And unfortunately, that played out for us in our lives as well. And yet he was the head of the family. He looked after, he tried his best to look after us. The best he could, he tried. And so my relationship with my dad, I want to just touch on that a little bit before moving on. My relationship with my dad was—he—he um, he loved me and my brother. He just didn't kind of show it the way I guess I would have liked it. Uh, liked you now, looking back, maybe he could have been so many things, but he wasn't. And you know, my dad never gave me much validation. He never—he never gave us validation. He never kind of. He wasn't very forthcoming, like I would get A's at school. He would never kind of say, Hey, that's amazing. You got A's? That's awesome. I would get A's at college. I never really had him. He'd just say, oh, Yeah, well done. It's great. And I never really got that sense of validation from him. I did martial arts and I won a trophies. Like I won poetry competitions. My dad's like, yeah, well done. I never really got that heartfelt thing from him. And I don't, it's not because I look back now and there are reasons for that. I'm going to go into this because I think this is part of the healing and I want to share this healing process that I went through and I want to offer that to you. And that's how we're going to structure this. I'll talk a little bit about, I've talked a bit about my dad. I've talked a little bit about my, I'm going to talk about my relationship with my dad and let's talk, we'll then move on to the kind of healing, the realizations I've had and the way I've made peace with it. And that's what I'll share with you in the hope that it will help you work and either mend that relationship that you had with your dad if he's not around anymore or to improve the relationship that you have with your dad here in the present and that is my ardent hope for you so my dad my relationship was he wasn't that praise praiseworthy he wasn't that forthcoming in his praise but i knew that he was kind of proud but he just never said it and i think that impacted me because it impacted me badly because i really looked to him to kind of get that praise to say hey well done you did great when i went and graduated at university he you know I, I didn't get a whole lot from him he just kind of came along um and i feel bad for that but that was his thing he wasn't very tactile we never got kind of we never really got hugs he wasn't a huggy kind of guy and you know what i think when i lost my mom i really missed that hug i really missed that kind of female feminine energy and i then kind of looked to my dad my dad became our mom and our dad combined i never really got that from him and so i missed that kind of tactile sense i missed that kind of validation he wouldn't always appreciate kind of what you're doing, and sadly, um, he would sometimes put us down, um, and it was difficult because he would put us down. He would put me down, saying you're a useless guy. Um, there's a word n- nalayak in in Gujarati. It kind of means like you're useless, nothing. You're you're good for nothing. And he would sometimes say, it, not necessarily h- super harshly, but he would say it in a way that at least would hurt me. And I was in my that was in my teens. It was in my twenties. Right up to when my dad, close to when my dad passed away, he would sometimes sometimes put, put us down, put me down, put my brother down. And it really hurt. But the thing is, I know that that wasn't his true nature, right? I look back and I can see now that that wasn't his true nature. He was playing out. What I What I want to put to you is sometimes our parents say and do things to us. They treat us in certain ways, not because they want to or they mean to but that's the only way they know how that's the conditioning that they've inherited from their parents. That's the risk. That's the conditioning that they've built up due to whatever they experience. And now they're projecting. Okay. And so my dad spoke in this way and I knew he loved us in his heart. He was the one who looked after us when my mom passed away, he was there for us. He was earning the money, 11,000 pounds a year, 11 and a half grand. He made a household run for just 11 and a half K. He was, Dedicated to his family. He was loyal to us. He cared for us But just not in the way that I would have really liked and yet he would then put us down And he would just speak really harshly and I I remember once a really sad time where he had You know he had been drinking and he was putting me down just one night and just using language that and I'm not going to repeat here and I got so angry for a moment and I pushed him, I pushed my dad. I just kind of pushed him and he fell down on the floor. You know, he was, he was, he had been drinking. So he wasn't, he, he lost his balance and he just fell to the floor. And I, I cried, man. I, I cried. I, it, you know, I, I cried for days. I like, why did I push my dad? And it really beat me up inside that I, I was physical with my own father, you know? And it really hurt a lot. But then what he said really hurt me. And, but I regret pushing him. I should never have done that. And that taught me a lesson about being able to control my senses, being able to control my temper, being able to not respond. And I think it's one of the things that actually has helped me to be a calm person. That horrible incident shaped the way I deal with anger for the better for the good and I think that's kind of just one of the ways amongst many that you know has shaped the way I am today and what I want to share with you is the way those things have affected me in my life for many years is that um let me just talk about my dad's passing away my dad passed away um when I was 27 and in the last, he, he passed away of cancer. We didn't know he had cancer. And in the last couple of months of his life on this planet, um, he, he developed weight loss and other symptoms that were potentially symptomatic of cancer. But the GPs never did anything. There was a misdiagnosis. And then it was only in the last couple of weeks of his life that we said, we got to get him into hospital. He's got serious weight loss. That's when they did biopsies. That's when they discovered he had cancer. And by then, my father had become a different human being. He 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 had given up the so-called vices or what people would regard as vices. He had become a real simple person. And my dad was never a religious guy. He was kind of spiritual, but he was never religious. And in those last few weeks, he became quite a pious man, a godly man. He would recite God's names. He would think about something, and he would look up like this. I'm going to show you. He kind of look up like this, and he would kind of raise his hands up. And in his last two, three days, we would see him kind of looking up like this. And he's looking at something in the hospital above our heads, like six foot high. We couldn't see what he's looking at. But I've seen this before, that he was seeing some future that he was going to go to. He could see some sort of entity, perhaps, something that we couldn't see where he was going. And it it was almost as if he was calling and saying, forgive me, I'm ready to go. And it was just... an an unforgettable time. It's etched in my memory, my brother's memory as well, I'm sure. And my dad became somewhat of a saint in his last few days. And maybe because we had changed our lives, I'd given up a lot of the vices that I had. Um, Seeing my dad and the way he was, I became really determined that I don't want to be that way. And I started changing my life for the better. And I think maybe that rubbed off on him because I became quite spiritual. I hung around with monks and people from different spiritual organizations. And I think that that paid off, that rubbed off on him. And somehow or other, by osmosis, whatever good I was doing and accumulating in my life, my brother was doing the same. It kind of rubbed off on him in those last few weeks. And he started becoming this saintly person who had no attachment anymore to material things to the point that he would he would just ignore most people and most conversations. Only He only wanted to be in this meditative, prayerful state and he passed away in my arms. My brother was right there. We were the only people in the hospital, Northwood Park Hospital in Harrow. Those of you know that. He just passed away in my arms. He just breathed his last and my brother was there and we were both holding his hand, either side. My brother had his left hand, I had his right hand and my my dad just breathed his last breath and just left. And it was profound. We immediately started recited, started reciting Sanskrit prayers and invocations to ensure that his soul would leave his body swiftly and cleanly and that his soul would be safeguarded to move on to hit the next journey in his life. And we were very focused. And it was that spiritual training, I guess, that I got that helped me through that. If I wasn't that spiritual way, there's no way I would have coped with that. Hey guys, in case you can't hear me, just let me know. But I'm gonna assume you can hear everything quite clearly. You know, that time, my spiritual fortitude, whatever I had accumulated from the age of 17 or 18, when I embarked on my spiritual journey after losing my mom from the age of 17, that philosophical, spiritual side was my saving grace when my dad passed on. I was able to hold it together. My brother was able to hold it together. We were able to see him off with dignity, with strength, with honor and I look back at how it shaped my life. And I just want to share and tell me if any of you relate to some of this. I became hungry for validation. My dad didn't give it to me. So I've spent decades seeking excessive validation from people, right? Asking people, am I good enough? Do I look good enough? Hey, is my job good enough? Have I got a nice enough house? Is my car good enough? You know, is this good enough? I just started looking everywhere else for validation because I never got it from my old man. I became a workaholic. I was addicted to achievement. I'm, I'm not even ashamed to say it. I was addicted to achievement. I was trying to get my dad's approval when he was alive. I would work crazy hours. I was holding two jobs down whilst doing my degree to pay, to help to pay the bills in the house. My brother was doing a job. We were working two jobs while doing degrees. I was cooking dinner, taking my dad's role to do all the housework because my mom had passed away. It was not an easy life. It was not an easy life. And then my dad with his You know, with his kind of feeling down a lot because losing my mom, turning to alcohol sometimes, it was not easy. But somehow my spiritualness got me through, but it left me an overachiever. I just constantly felt the need to just go and achieve, achieve, achieve. And that drained me. I got adrenal fatigue. I got health issues as a result because I was working crazy hours. And it was all because, and I look back, I realized it was because I was trying to please my dad. I was trying to get his approval. You know, I felt, another thing, I felt really closed up about my emotions. My dad wasn't tactile enough, so I never really kind of had that kind of hugging vibe, but then I couldn't even express myself real clearly to people. Um, I really felt that I wasn't being as emotionally free and emotionally generous with people as I could have been. I felt that I wasn't giving praise and encouragement to people that I should have been because I felt I inherited that from my dad. And, you know, the other thing, maybe the biggest thing of all, for years, because of what the the relationship between me and my dad was, I felt that I wasn't good enough. I just felt that I wasn't good enough in my life. I wasn't good enough student. I wasn't good enough son. I wasn't a good enough um, employee or or, or a boyfriend. I just felt that for years. I just felt I wasn't good enough. And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but if you can, I want you to dig down inside and I want you to realize that it's not about you or me being good enough. It's what we inherited. It's what we interpreted our parents' behavior on us to be. It's That's what's shaped us. It doesn't mean that it's true. It doesn't mean that we're not good enough. It doesn't mean that we're not lovable. It doesn't mean that we are great and we, we need validation. It doesn't mean that. It just means that our parents projected what they had and we inherited it. And so what we've been doing many of us and what I've been doing is carry around carrying around all this baggage that my dad had. And when I look at it and I want to talk about this here now how I made peace how did I make peace with all of this and heal these ancient wounds these wounds that you know my dad indirectly and unknowingly Pierced me with, or I allowed my dad to pierce me with you know unknowingly he wasn't deliberately trying to be an asshole, he wasn't deliberately trying to be bad, my dad just was my dad, you know, and i i I realize that now, and I can love him for that I've forgiven him for that, but in order to do that, I want to share with you a few realizations that I had that helped me along the way. The first of those is I had to look inside and ascertain. That what that The things that I'm doing and the things that I was doing, was I doing those things to please him or was I doing those things to nurture my soul, to live my purpose? And I found when I did this stock take, 70% of what I was doing, maybe even more, more than 70% of what I was doing in my life was to actually just please my old man. I'm not saying there's, nothing, there's anything wrong with pleasing your father, right? I'm not making anyone wrong for that. And, you know, we all want to please our parents in some way. Most of us do. But to be held to ransom, to give up one's own sense of personal identity, to give up one's sense of purpose, of one's own mission, and sacrifice that for the aspirations of our parents without due consideration and balance, that's not necessarily healthy. And that's what I did. I found it entirely unhealthy because I became an overachiever. I became this crazy person working crazy hours and a workaholic and a validation whore seeking validation from everyone. If you can relate to this, maybe you don't want to admit this, but somewhere inside you, maybe there's a quality that you've got that you don't necessarily like or a trait that you've got that you feel is not serving you. You gotta ask yourself, is it that maybe you inherited it from your parents, right? And so, I did this whole stock take and realized that I needed to recalibrate how much I'm doing to actually honor my dad, to please him, versus what I need to do to nurture my soul, to honor my mission. And that means you need to discover what your mission is. That means you need to introspect and ask yourself that hard question. Am I doing this just to please my parents or am I doing this because I want to honor them through my individuality? I want to honor them through my personal skills and my mission. Big difference. Second thing, for me, my dad, um, I realized that my dad was just playing out his own issues and misgivings and his regrets. Well, like I said earlier, you know, the fact that he couldn't get his qualifications as a doctor, the fact that he couldn't pursue that career as a doctor, it kind of played out here. He kind of took that out indirectly on us. He, he felt really bad. He felt resentful and guilt. Um, I, there was a lot of remorse, like I said, inside him, and I think it just played out on us. I don't blame him for that anymore. I realized that it was a decision my granddad made. He had to honor that decision, and that was projection. So what I'm trying to say is a lot of stuff that maybe happens with our parents that we don't like, I want you to reframe it and see it as just purely projection. They're simply projecting their own guilt, their own bag of worries, their own troubles, their own inherited baggage from their parents, or their parents' parents or their peers. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes we make a bigger deal of, of how our parents treat us, and we place excessive importance on something on something that they do or say to us than we actually should. And instead, I offer to you to re-examine some of the things that your parents have done that you don't like, or some of the habits that you have in this light of realizing that maybe our parents were just like us at one stage. They too inherited those things from their parents, and they're simply projecting. They're just taking it on. I call it generational projection or generational inheritance. We inherit their guilt, their negative traits, and the stuff that they wanted to fulfill and they couldn't, naturally they want us to do it. But sometimes they take it out. They take it out on us in a negative way because their parents treated them badly. or Maybe they didn't get the love and nurturing that they want. How many of you know that you may want a love, you want to hug or you want that experience from your parents or praise, but you don't get it because their parents didn't give it to them or they didn't get hugs or they were treated badly? you know what I'm saying? So I really want you to just start reframing. And this is what I want to put to you. My tip number two, my realization number two is to start reframing and reexamining those traits that your parents may have had and you, those ways that your parents treated you or treat you in the present day that might actually not mean that they're a bad person or that they're, they're evil. I want you to start seeing it as just simply their inherited bag of beliefs and behaviors. And they too are stuck. And when we realize that, we can... Find a path to forgive them. We can find a route to forgive them, knowing that it's not them. It's just what they've inherited. It's just their conditioning. When you can see that, you can really release yourself from a ton of resentment or anger or stuff that you feel you could or should have said. Does that make sense? The third thing I want to share is I want to share, and this is kind of more spiritual and metaphysical, but bear with me on this one. This is urban spirituality after all. And that's how we roll here. Our parents, my dad for me, was my teacher. Not just as in a teacher during my life, but the way he treated me, the behavior he exhibited, and the relation I had with him was all part of my learning in this life. For those of you who believe in past lives and those of you who believe that we've lived before, we made a soul contract. In a previous life, a contract was made between that soul, and this soul, me, that that soul would become my dad in this life, and I would learn certain lessons from him in that body of my father, right? In the form of my father, because there was there was that soul contract. And soul contracts is a whole other conversation. Snail's awesome to this. I won't go into it here. Um, but soul contracts are agreements between souls to help one another evolve in these in this circle of life and death. And therefore, I see it, that my dad was there to teach me something. He was my teacher in life. He was there to show me what I don't necessarily wanna embrace. He was there to show me what the best of him that I could embrace, his multi-talentness, his ability to break the ice with people. I absorbed all those awesome qualities. But then the other qualities, he was there to show me that you know when you turn to certain things, they're not healthy for you. When you withdraw and you introspect and you, and you stay within and you stay closed up, that's not good for you. And therefore, I put to you that our parents are our best teachers in more ways than one. When you see a quality in your parents or when they were alive or if they're alive now that you don't like, see it as an opportunity for you to learn. And that's what I did. I, when I realized that my dad's my teacher, he's just got his thing. He's just another soul on this journey on life. He's not like my senior or junior. He's just another soul. He happens to be occupying a body and therefore his, and his relation to me is as a father in this life, but he's just another soul on the metaphysical meta level. He's just a soul and he's got his own learning. And I think when you recognize that about our parents, that they're just like us. They're just people making mistakes. They're adults. They make mistakes. They screw up just like us. You give yourself permission to forgive them. And you take off a whole weight off your shoulder and this chip on your shoulder about your parents not loving you, not this, not that. You can let that go. You can dissolve that. That doesn't mean you're exonerating them of the way they treated you. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that it gives you a path to free yourself from resentment, remorse, regret, anger, hatred towards them. Instead, you can start loving them for their essence, for who they really are, spiritual souls on a journey in life who happen to occupy the position of father and mother imperfectly or perfectly, no matter how good or how bad a job they've done, they are our parents in this life. And we can honor them the best way we can honor them, I feel, is to forgive them, to accept that they have flaws and to coach them the best way you can. Therefore, I want to close with um, a small meditation that I invite you to do. Whether your father is alive right now or whether you've lost your father, I want to invite you to try this little meditation with me to heal those things that you feel you need to heal. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes if you would do this with me. You don't have to, but I want to invite you to close your eyes and I want you to bring in your mind's eye a vision of your father and that vision is the vision of your father that you most relate to. Right? It might be your father 10 years ago, it might be your father here and now today, or it could be your father in the, the suit and the outfit and the, the, and the mannerisms that you best remember him by. I want you to bring that into your mind's eye right now. As your eyes are closed, I want you to bring that vision into your eyes. And I want you to, when I click, just start to amplify that vision. Just really bring that vision brighter, make it brighter. Make it more vivid and see your dad in your mind's eye. And when you have him in your mind's eye, I want you to find a spot to sit or stand close to him so you can speak to him. I want you to walk up to him and take a chair. And I want you to visualize that maybe he sat down now as well. And I want you to visualize that you've pulled up a chair and you're now next to him, okay? Face to face, sitting opposite him. And when you've done that, I want you to bring to the forefront of your memory whatever anger, whatever negative emotion you have, or whatever feeling or emotion that you wanted to express to him but you haven't, that you never got a chance to, or that you'd like to. I want you to bring that emotion or that feeling to the forefront of your memory. And when you've got that, I want you to express to him. If it's something that you are angry at with him at or something that you find hard to forgive or something that you feel he let you down on, I want you to just, in that vision in your mind's eye, I want you to look him in the eyes and just say to him, Dad, I want you to start the sentence like this, Dad, what you did in that situation or what you did during those times, really hurt me in this way. I'm going to give you a moment to do that. I want you to articulate what that thing, that emotion, that thing that he did do or didn't do, the way he let you down, or whatever you feel frustration or resentment or remorse about or anger, I want you to articulate that. And I want you to phrase it in that specific way. That that thing, I feel hurt and articulate the emotion. It hurt me because, articulate that. I'm going to give you a moment to do that. And breathe as you do this, just breathe. If you're finding this hard to do, I want you to just take a deep breath and just let your memory go back to that deep-seated ancient wound that you're carrying around about your father or the thing that you regret that you never told him. The feelings that you had for him, you loved him and you couldn't say. Bring that up, breathe in and bring that to the forefront of your memory. Breathe in and bring that to the forefront of your memory. When you've got that, I want you to express that to him. Just like we've described, dad, or papa, father, Bitta, daddy, however you want to refer to him, dad, I miss you, dad, I'm so sorry I never said how much I loved you, dad, I'm sorry that I wasn't the son you wanted me to be or the daughter that you wanted me to be, but I am a complete person in myself, and I'm always trying to become better. Dad, I'm really sorry that I let you down in this way. I promise I'll make it up to you. I'll live a better life. Dad, you hurt me this way, and it you did this to me. You treated me like this, and it really hurt me. It broke my heart, and I never expected that from you. And I was really broken for so long, but I understand now that, You were just acting out your patterns. You were just being who you were being. You were projecting whatever bundle of beliefs and behaviors you had inherited and become conditioned to. I recognize that your true essence is blissful. It is pure. You're a pure spirit. And I know you're just another soul on this journey of life just like me. And therefore, I forgive you. I forgive you for whatever it is. And I want that to be healed and I give you permission to heal and I give myself permission to heal. I allow myself to heal and I want you to heal. I forgive you. I love you. And I allow you to move on. Maybe if he's not with you, you can heal that ancient wound and allow your father to just move on. And if your father's here and your father's still alive, you can connect with him in this way psychically across the ether through this powerful vibrational manner no matter where your dad is on this earth right now if he's with you but not physically present you can just send that healing vibration that energy and speak to his energetic self and that's what we're doing here we're having a conversation our energetic self is talking to your father's energetic self and we're having that conversation at the energetic level Why? Because we are pure energy. Why? Because everything in life is made of vibrations. Why? Because our thought vibrations transcend physical forms. Why? Because when we speak at the energetic level, our thought vibrations connect with his thought vibrations, and we can heal at the energetic level. Why? Because when we heal at the energetic level, we heal at the physical level. Why? When we heal at the physical level, we heal spiritually and our life transforms. And that's why we're doing this, my friends. So take this deeply. Breathe in. Allow yourself to heal by forgiving your father, by expressing all those things. And if you need to cry, if you need to be emotional right now, be that. Just sit in that space. Don't suffer. Don't suppress. Just allow that emotion, whether it's a feeling of love, anger, regret, or just joy and gratitude, just let it come out and let that connection happen at the energetic level. I'm going to let you take a few more breaths in and out, breathing in, breathing in. Breathe out forgiveness. Just emanate that forgiveness energetically. Work with him. Show him your true self. Show him that you're a complete human being in yourself. Show him you're a vulnerable person who gets hurt, who has emotions. Show him that you love him, that you forgive him. And if you can't love him, forgive him. And if you can forgive him, try to love him. But this is our day. This is our chance to energetically heal those things. And if you're a father right now, do this with your father. Heal those bonds and misgivings with your own father so you can be the best father to your children, so you can be the best husband to your wife, you can be the best partner for somebody in your life. Heal that inside you today. That is my invitation for you. I hope this has been valuable. It may not have been easy for some of you, but you stayed with me till the end, those of you who have. I hope that you found it valuable. I hope that you will take this. And I, my aspiration is that you'll share. You will share this to help somebody you know who could deal with this healing. And you share the one that I did with my mom about Mother's Day. You can look back and you can share that. And by doing this, we give other people tools to help heal their relation. It could be a brother or a sister or a friend of yours or a family member who needs to do this same healing with their father. My Hope and aspiration is that you will share, so that others can benefit. The others can also heal, and that together we can help each other heal this wound. Because the more we heal our wounds, the more real we show up in this world. The more unfettered and uncluttered from emotional baggage and forgiveness and resentment—that was unforgiveness and resentment that was holding us back—we become freed from that emotional baggage, and that we are free to be who we really need to be for the people we really care about in this life including our father or including the ones we have in front of us now. And we can be truly present to those by giving and healing those emotions. So share, care, like, comment, and help support what we're trying to do here at Urban Spirituality Mantra Therapy. This is what we live for. This is how we roll. This is what we do. Whatever we do, every single retreat that we run, like the one we're going to do in Hungary in a few months, every single Facebook Live, every single podcast on our incredible Urban Spirituality podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Go check it out, Urban Spirituality. Whatever podcast we put out, whatever retreat we run, whatever workshop we run, whatever event we run, we do this because we want people to heal and be their best. We need that. We need authentic people. And the world needs more people like that. The world doesn't need fake gurus. The world doesn't need more religious institutions. The world certainly doesn't need wannabe fancy guys running around and gals thinking that they've made it in life with material goods. The world needs this authentic dialogue. And that's why we exist. So help us with Urban Spirituality I really mean that with my heart. Help us. Help us grow. Support. Join our staff. Like our podcast. Come on our retreats, on our events. Coach with us. We offer awesome coaching in this way. We keep it real. And so you know from this little insight the kind of experience I've had. And I will coach you if you wish to help you in your journey. We have a team. We will coach you to help you be the best of yourselves. And we need to help each other. That's all i got to say And in that, I remember my own father and I send him love. I'm able to forgive him, love him for that person that he truly was, the true gem that he was behind all those layers of conditions that he had. And I hope you can do the same. All my love. Peace out. Namaste.